Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks, and at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello and welcome to Vagina Talks. Today we are doing our 50th episode and I am very, very, very excited about it. Uh, What we have done, shout out to Caitlin, my podcast producer, thank you love, we have made a spellcasting episode. We have taken the final question of each episode, right? So, I know, right? You've been on this journey with me. You know that I end every episode with a question. We're birthing a new planet. We're making a new world. We are weaving another reality. What does it look like? Where are we going? What's happening? And so this episode, for our 50th episode, is bringing the voices back for the past year and a half that have woven and shared and depicted and called in and called on that which we are bringing into being. So I would really invite you to drop into a 
receptive, generative, mm, creative space with me. The episode is longer than usual. And so I invite you, if you can, to just like put it on and lean back and drop into this dream weaving, planet birthing, paradigm healing, landscape emerging space. And of course, the beautiful podcast is, you can always pause it and come back to it. So I invite you to just take a few deep breaths. As we travel backwards through time to travel forwards in time. The clips come in the reverse order that they were released. So you can hear the voices and take the journey and there are uh, excerpts of their shares in the show notes so you can reference kind of who said what and go and hear that whole episode if something really strikes you and I invite you now to just like lean into the wave and I want to thank everybody for doing this together so allow yourself again to breathe and deepen into yourself and allow yourself to relax because relaxation is a generative space. It's one of the reasons why it's so radical to learn how to care for yourself, to relax, to engage the parasympathetic nervous system. This is where we do healing. This is where we rebuild our cells, replicate optimal DNA codes, okay, is from this place of relaxation. So I invite you to if you can, drop into, take a few deep breaths, every invitation to take a deep breath, take a deep breath, and allow yourself to go on a journey in which your own generative, creative self dreams into, feels into what the world looks like when it looks like this. I guess I think about um, something that we talked about a little bit earlier walking around this beautiful, beautiful town in Bali, which is uh, just how how sweet everyone here has been seeing us uh, a little a little bit out of place wanderers just walking through their town and just being so sweet welcoming us often without being able to communicate very much and um, how that's uh, a little bit unusual uh as of this moment but hopefully soon we'll be completely completely regular to just walk out your door and trust 
every human that you come across. Um, I think first I'll say that it feels like um, a balance, um, a balance between that um, fiery creative birthing energy and also that balance of um, mm. a bit of surrender and di divine timing too. So I, I like to bring that in um, mm. because it's clear that, that we are building something new and it's clear that the collective sometimes has its its own timing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <sighs> many elements, many, many elements. Um, you know, I think that the journey begins with the individual, which is a lot of what we're talking about, which is the shadow work so that when we are showing up, whether it's in new community or we're building new paradigms or um, we're offering massive amounts of work or, you know, we're making millions of dollars and reallocating massive amounts of wealth to um, conscious efforts that we're doing it in a really clear way that we're not playing out old shadows, which we've actually seen, you know, I had a, a time in my life where I was less cultivating all my internal works and more researching other people's works and kind of seeing where I can, you know, click in or, um, th you know, things I could support. And the more that I got closer and closer and closer and closer to a lot of the people that were like leading the way, um, in, in a sense, or starting big companies or whatnot, they had massive unintegrated shadows. There was actually like a lot of abuse and ma manipulation going on, even in the most, well-represented, you know, conscious, you know, organizations are being put on high pedestals. They're still being operated in a very patriarchal way. So I spent about a day basically crying my eyes out going, we're doomed, um, you know, <laughs> until, you know, my higher self basically like kind of, yeah, I, I use life kind of like smacking me over my head, but like in a sweet way going, it's you. Yeah. Like it is us. Like we yeah. don't look outside mm -hmm. of yourself to find proof that this is being created. And I have chills all over my body right now. It is being created through us. So we are the ones that are shedding that paradigm as to no longer carry those torches. We are burning new ones and handing them down. So that looks different for each person because we all have unique gifts, um, of course, but everything's going to be reformed. Absolutely everything, whether it's economic, political, you know, the, the healing um, medicine sectors, you know, whether it's um, everything, um, personal development, business is being reformed. I mean, it's happening before our very eyes. People are demanding to do things their own way and and I'll even speak specifically to women in the feminine essence that we are no longer um allowing and I use this this is a this is a huge thing that we have to release in sessions is I'm not allowed or I don't have permission and that's a lie the only time that that's ever true is when we're children dependent on our parents for survival as adults we have a birthright to follow our own guidance in every moment, in every moment. So we, <laughs> there are no every guidance. moment. Say it yes. again. Every moment. Yes. Every moment. Yes. In all moments, um, yes. throughout all space and time. So yes. 
um, mm. I want to really support people to dream into their own version because my version of new earth could look totally different from your version, yeah. right? And your town, um, with your specific group of friends, um, with your specific gifts. But I do know there's going to be a lot more love and that everything is going to be done in a more heart centered way that is really in alignment with a greater pulse of the planet, not in, um, you know, not in a warring sort of destructive, control oriented, manipulative way. Um, it's really about coming together to co-create something really ultimately beautiful that serves a greater good of all of the planet. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Uh -huh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I think... Preface it a bit. I think all our lands, all these beautiful lands, are inside of us, mm. and I do think we're all here to create. We're all allowed to have our own vision. So, you know, while I share this vision, I also hold space for everybody else to have theirs. Yes. But to me, because I'm a bit of a nature queen, I just feel like, you know, to me, the new landscape is is kind of where I live and how I live, and just extended across the earth it's where the air is sweet mm. and the water quenches your thirst mm. and the sounds of, in the air are filled with birds and crickets and all the creatures and you know we're just really engaged with the elements and yet it's a modern time mm. so we still have all our fun modern stuff but we're just still we're really engaged with the cosmos and allowing it to unfold Beautiful. Thank you so much. <sighs> okay. I need a second for this one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm seeing so many visions. <laughs> take, take, With my eyes closed. Um, take your moment. What's coming through, and this is just like obviously just a small piece, but what's coming through is... Um, is equitable pleasure. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah. Just this, this space where we can all truly experience our own, um, bliss in a way that is, celebrated and authentic. Um, that's kind of the, <laughs> the end, the end goal. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that in that is this idea that that takes work and that takes work in different ways for different people. And that that is truly, recognized and that those that are in a space of, um, more privileged start to own that and that we can really, um, move together in a way that allows pleasure to be in all the ways that that can be, um, manifested in the ways that are, include feeling safe and feeling 
mm-hmm. healthy and mm-hmm. feeling fed and feeling nourished um, and so that we can come into those other spaces of, of pleasure, which feel in some ways for some people just as important um, to really achieve that, that joy. So I do feel like that's why we're here. All of us, all of us. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Like what did I just say? I don't know. <laughs> it worked. It worked right. You did it. I just, I just saw like an oasis. Like everybody was like, woo. I'm like, well, that's not really realistic, but okay. <laughs> Fuck realistic. What's realistic about the world that we live in now? It's bananas. Bullshit. It's batshit crazy. It's the craziest shit. When I think about it, it's the craziest shit, Brittany. An oasis where people are like fed and healthy and well and the yeah. resources that are abundant and overflowing that we're literally tripping over it constantly, that those are equitably shared and that people are well. That's the sanest shit there is. It's I guess so in my, sane. Yeah. In my vision, we were all naked, so maybe that's why it felt a little. Okay, well, like you and I are definitely there. That's like I was like, well, let me just make sure that. Except, you know what I mean? Like it's equitable. So, like people who don't want to be naked, they are dancing in a different oasis where they're. Although covered. everybody was naked, no. you're saying it was the whole globe and everyone was naked. Everybody was naked. You know what I love about that? No. The be- right? No, I mean some right in some places. That's why I was like, that might not be completely real off stuck. Maybe because it's not everybody's preference. I don't need exactly. everybody's preference to have my preference. But I am saying in a part of the oasis where everyone has their fully embodied and expressed uh, well-being, some of us are naked and having a lot of ceremonial sex to very loud music. So just saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. Some of us are having that experience. Others, not so much. And uh, and they're really well where they are as too. Like, but exactly. really, really. And I could, I'm going to bring it all the way back around and say the metaphor that's not a metaphor mm. of everyone is naked and in ecstatic pleasure. Yeah. They're vulnerable. They're exposed. They're safe. There's no posturing, and be mm. it, and and they're in ecstatic pleasure. That's yeah. the st- when you tell me that vision. That's what I see, and then Absolutely. how that really manifests or takes form to each their own is the whole point, right? Yeah, but so. the beauty of that vision of like let us be naked and in ecstatic pleasure, and may each <laughs> of us have that in the way that is is true, is our own true well being and nakedness and our well well being and our ecstatic pleasure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your visioning and your seeing and your sharing and your being and your storytelling and your loving and your weaving. We are weaving together as we breathe together our own truth the truth that is true to each one of us. And we are weaving the courage to hold on to our truth as well as allowing others to have theirs. In our truth, yeah. I feel that the word truth is just so, so, so standing out right now for each one of us. And um, in recognition of the truth around you as well, 
truth around me you yes yeah beautiful i feel it i feel the intactness of that Well, it feels like this question is something for me to like drop my thinking mind and go back into my body and yeah. let my vision just come. And uh, I mean, I should, yeah, I feel like I should just say that a whole um, facet of this work that I actually I don't always talk about it, but it's what's coming is really like, um, the power of like sustainability of life on this planet. And that, so how can I put this into words? Pelvic bowl healing for me is so much about coming into the power and the groundedness of our legs and our feet. And through that, we actually feel the earth. And if we're feeling the earth that we just cannot keep functioning in the way that we do because none of us will have a home. So I really feel like what I'm seeing is more and more people waking up to like the true connection of their body with the great source of all of our life. And that this is like, I feel like so many things trickle down from this, like respect of other bodies. Like you can't act in such a violent way if you're connected to the earth and you're feeling that person that you're with, you know? So for me, it's really like the ground and the connection and the, um, it, it impacts everything. So I think everything else that I could talk about is like this one thing that I'm mentioning Mm. about feeling the earth and feeling the truth of our bodies and feeling each other. And that that surpasses, um, I mean, really, I believe that we're going to get to this point where famine and epidemics and disease wipes out some humans because it kind of has to like, that's, that's what has happened when we deplete our resources. Right. And so I'm kind of like, if and when that happens, if and when civilization or society crumbles, I want to be on the like healing survival path. And this work for me is what has connected me to that. So I feel like I got really meta on you, but that's what came through. So no, it's like, that's the... That's the thing. This image that came to my mind was the old world of uh, women fleeing from their own bodies as if they could astral project out of their body and, and turn into this perfect uh, unattainable thing, uh, and turning around and slamming back into their bodies fully wholeheartedly embrace the body and heart and soul and being actually all together in one without that separation of 
heart, mind, body, soul, womb, uh, being all of these different elements, but actually one really circuitous uh, unit where everything is plugged in and working together in, in a team and we're not, we're no longer, we're falling forward into ourselves mm. rather than running away. Thank you. I love that. I love that. Sanity is equated with things like function and health, sustainability. And the things that are crazy and wacky get the space that they need to move and be without causing harm. supported safe spaces where we listen and act on that same deep knowing especially for ourselves that we have access to it that we know it and I'll say this too which is like some days the bucket is sanity and care and some days lots of extra oil and hat and like warm fluids on the inside is sane and care and it's our ability to hear in the present moment and then the courage to act on that that's where the magic happens funny enough as i have been peering into the portal of all of life the sacred mm. flower of life um i've been shown the new world I've been getting visions and downloads um, through the portal. And what is so beautiful is that we are, we are ushering in a time where we are in full partnership. The, the, the divine masculine, the divine feminine is in full partnership in all ways and everything in between. We are in exchange, um, exchanges that have nothing to do with the current monetary system. Mm -hmm. um, which is amazing. <laughs> in fact, mm -hmm. I literally kept seeing literally like like we tour the Colosseum or whatever the the Roman Colosseum. Like we're like, how did they do this back then? I could see tours of the Federal Reserve. Like they did what? Like what was <laughs> the thing that they used to do? <laughs> you know, like how yeah. like didn't like quite you know like that's how yes. they ran their societies, um, right. right? Because we have evolved into a place where everyone gets to express themselves fully because they desire to, not because they need to earn a living at it or not because they need to pay their bills. Mm. Mm. And, and that, you know, communities, uh, you know, we have 
just it, it feels like the old world that does not serve the old world that is we're currently sort of in the place of um, still reckoning with <laughs> that is yeah. just going to fade away it's going to crumble like like just old you know like an old cement brick wall as yeah. the new world is continuing to emerge from the 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 the, the, the communities that are forming, the new technologies that are happening, the love and unity consciousness that is like just bubbling up. And we're going to live in paradise. We're literally going to have heaven on earth. It's going to be as if we never left the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden was all like, we never actually did leave it, but we thought we did. And we went down a really <laughs> funky road. <laughs> right? And, and so it's like, you know, we're going to spit out the apple and we're going, you know, there's, there's no more of that dualistic nature and mm. it, it's really heaven on earth. I see that. I really see that. And whether that's this lifetime or a few lifetimes or it's internally, we're, we're closer than we've ever been. Closer than we've ever been. <sighs> so what do I, yeah, it is, it is. I am grateful. What's coming up for me to describe that is for us to just imagine what it was like being a, a baby in our mother's womb. Mm. And not necessarily the experience we had in our mother's womb, because she may have been very likely was under a lot of stress and we were bathing in a lot of stress hormones and like that. But imagine if she was fully prepared for and supported in her gestational process, fully honored and revered for the miracle of being able to gestate and grow a new life within her. If her every need was met and she was fully relaxed and knowing that she was loved and honored and revered for that. And she loved and honored and revered herself for that in all ways, in all levels. And there you are inside of your mother's womb who feels that way about herself. And all she wants to do is connect with you and love you and her whole body is bathing you in rich, nourishing nectar. You're surrounded in, you're breathing in delicious amniotic fluid that has all the different flavors of your mother's ecstatic living experiences. You're hearing the sounds of the loving interaction she's having with everyone in her life. You're seeing the changes in light feeling her body's joy and bliss at holding you, feeling her, hearing her loving voice and intonation when she refers to or speaks directly to you or listens to you, feeling her receive your awakening consciousness, your ensoulment, feeling her honor this sacred portal of your spirit coming into physical form in her ceremonies and her blessing, all of her 
friends and family members blessing this sacred portal that you're passing through in every developmental phase that you're going through. And then she gives birth to you in a beautiful orgasm. Into the loving arms of the community that supported her in that way. And the story goes on. But I could be telling this story for a couple hours because then there's the 40 days or so after she's given birth to you, where her whole community is feeding her and nurturing her and you. She doesn't have to leave your side for one second. And she's held and you're held. And everyone is revering this miracle of your birth and welcoming you into this world. And you nourishing your mother's body in this window of time in which she has the capacity to heal every future physical ailment that she might have because the power of her womb's healing process after birth can be applied to everything in her life. And she's supported and nourished by everyone around her to do so. So that she has the vitality to mother you in the beauty and love and power that you deserve to be mothered. And she has the power to fully transmit through her womb your full embodiment of your soul. And then everything radiating out from that moment that facilitates that. Everything required in that community, in that society, in that world that would provide that for not just one birth, but every birth. And that, 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 those births, that radiates back through the generations as well. So just us imagining this is coming from somebody who's experienced that in the future, a descendant. We've already succeeded in birthing this new world. It's transmitting this vision, this experience to us to guide us. And we have much work to do. And much of it's happening without our planning or <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> but what we take each step of the way, each step that we take. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Thank you for the blessing. You know, for me, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I got a vision um, that, uh, you know, again, my third eye just went and like, uh, it, it, to me, it feels like there's this uh, 
wave that washes over the earth whenever we're able to really um, drop in to the present moment um, and shift our energy field into a vibration of love, right? Um, that it's like this to me i see it as this green wave that is washing over the earth and and lighting lighting us up and this is happening you know now present present time and and in the in all of the other dimensions too um and it it makes me think about you know when we're able to shift our emotional state into uh a frequency of love um and I can't remember the exact hertz off the top of my head. I'd have to look this up um, in terms of what it does to our electromagnetic field. But it, it shifts the vibration of our electromagnetic field to be in resonance with the natural vibration of the Earth's electromagnetic field. So to put that in other, other words, you know, when we, what we, you know, what we experience as the feeling of love uh, is the natural vibe of the earth. And this is measurable, you know, <laughs> the, the Institute yeah. of heart math is, is a place that I would turn people on to if they want to look at like the research behind this. Um, so to me, that's, that's what the, the fifth dimension, you know, is all about. That's what the, the new earth or the age of Aquarius or, you know, all of these ways that we talk about this next era that's, it's already exists, you know? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and, and I see this, like, sometimes I see this bell curve or I'll talk about this bell curve of consciousness shifting and it's a little bit tricky because it sometimes sets up a like a you know people at the front end are like more evolved or something than people at the back end and that's just not exactly accurate um it's it's more like you know we're all shifting we're all in this river you know we're all flowing in the river and some of us might be just a little bit at a different spot in the river where we can see around the bend you know we can see that around the bend that there's this other landscape um and some of us are not at that place yet. And that doesn't mean that we aren't moving in that direction. And so there's different responsibilities, I think, um, at different places. And someone, you know, I, I would, you know, self-identify as someone just with the work that I'm doing in this world as being more towards the, you know, front end, I guess. Um, and again, not in a better than kind of a way, but in a, like a response, part of my soul contract in this life is to hold the door open, you know, is to let people know like, hey, around this bend, there's some really amazing landscape here, you know, yeah. like, um, but we need to not, you know, sink underneath the current here. We're going to go through some rapids, uh, you know, so let's connect our hands together and like, let's not lose the people on the back end, you know, we all... In order for all of us to get there, we need to, we need to join hands. So I'm not sure if that answered your question. You touched on it. It's good. You did some weaving. It's good. You're good. <laughs> I already did this visioning. It came through like really clear, um, but I just want to name again, the world where we're going, this paradigm is one in which the base culture is a peace, is a health culture. 
We live in a peace and health culture world on a peace and health culture planet. We're invested, alive, and evolving in relationship with what that is now. Allowing what it was to be what it was, allowing what it is to be what it needs to be, and allowing what it needs to become to to fully move into that. That's the life. That's the world. That's what we're doing. And the way that we do that is we show up now as it is. As it is. And we love and alchemize and make peace and make peace through acknowledgement and kindness. You know, I... I truly believe that our sexuality is the core of who we are. It is the life force. It is the juice. It is, um, it is the ecstasy. It is, you know, the beauty and the joy of being in a human body. And um, some of us don't want to be in a human body. We don't like being human. We fight mm-hmm. it. We fight our bodies. We fight our health. We fight um, being on the planet you know, we don't want to be here. We're grumpy. We're, you know, and yeah, it's, it's not always the easiest place to be. And so I think it really is like embracing the fullness of our humanness and how amazing it is that we get to be in a human body and that we see so clearly how amazing that is that we cease to pick on our bodies. Like that would just seem absolutely bizarre to do that in this world. Right. Because like, you're yes. so lucky to have a body. Oh my mm. God. It's amazing mm. what your body does for you. I mean, never would you speak an ill word towards your body. Mm-mm. And I think that that would completely change our world because mm. so much energy, you know, and I think again, particularly with women, but I think, I think that we've all got our, our thing to bear, mm-hmm. uh, across to bear around body image and how we love our bodies and how, how we're existing in them. Um, and I think the amount of energy it would free up, which is creative energy, your sexual energy is your creative energy. And so the amount that it would free up just to overcome that piece is enormous. And so I think we would be in a much more creative, vibrant, ecstatic, orgasmic, loving, nature filled world. And it would be a world where we, you know, we respect the land as much as we respect women's bodies and all bodies and um, people who have disabilities and um, people who are challenged in many different ways and people who are different from us. Like all of that would just become beautiful and it would be um, very um, almost perplexing that we would would do anything other than that other than treat you know each human being as the the divine creative source juice you know being that they are so that's that's the world I'm walking towards and why I'm so committed to this work you know and I think even when we have when we create a fraction of that in our lives how much it changes us yes and the ripple effect of those so, around us. Yeah. Immeasurable Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yes. To that world. I'm in. I'm there. That's where I'm going.
want to say this about the world we are creating. The world that I see is one in which when the beings awake from their slumber, whatever the time, whenever, whenever a child awakes or a grandmother awakes or uh, a parent, anybody, any, any human, a kitty cat, a bird wakes, the breath, present tense, Sophia, as we awake and we inhale and breathe in, the air that we breathe in is so pure and so clean and so full of life. And that the feeling that we're met with and the, the presence that we're met with is just this, I'm just going to go for it. I'm like really seeing it right now. I'm just going to, I'm really shifting really into my seat, which is this, I was talking about, we're looking with our third eye. That's what's happening. I'm going to invite you to look and see that this air is clean and the, the vibrations, the energy that's coming to greet all over the planet is this harmonic, glorious, steady rhythm that there's this like peace, that Terra, that Earth, that Gaia, that here our planet sings this, her breath is just this song of peace that we're met, that she's just singing her song of peace, that we awaken to that song and breath and we sleep in that song and breath that that's that's where we are that's where we live that's where we sleep that's where we wake that's where we dream a healthy whole society you know all all of us together in one unified vision of understanding that we need each other, we need the health of the planet, and we need cooperation to truly love ourselves and to truly love each other and to support our full evolutionary potential. Yeah, that would be it. You know, everybody just really loving each other and and like dropping the judgment, (laughs) dropping the drama, Mm -hmm. like dropping the fear and, and just, can we meet each other in love? Awesome. 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 That's it. That's I'm in. Yes. I'm in. Breathe with me. As I say, the world that I, I know I'm going to. And in that world, peace physical safety and well-being, health and emotional well-being are the standard and creative expression is valued because there is no health and well-being and justice without creative expression. It is as basic as our breathing. It is our nature. That's the world we're going to. Where tools are tools, our gifts are gifts, And the weaponizing has ceased. 
composting the patriarchy, taking all of those weapons, composting the patriarchy. And I invite you to post anything, hashtag composting the patriarchy. I'm going to follow along those things. Tag me if you want. What tool, what weaponized tool are you reclaiming as a tool? Taking out of the hands of warmongering and claiming as a tool of peacemaking. Kindness, compassion, creative expression, health and well-being. The world that I live in is the one where we honor and recognize and we tend our tools with respect. And we tend each other with respect. And the care and the safety and well-being of our bodies is consistent and normal. It is, it is. I am grateful. It takes a lot of courage to be a way shower, to be a gate opener, to be a person who senses into the depths and out into the cosmos and brings mm-hmm. it to earth and be and is present with these little ones who are such a shining you know, shines their light so bright and to, to make sure that it never dim mm. their lights, never dim, mm. you know, as they, as they navigate these systems that have created cogs. Cause I want to, I want to create whole oh. beings and systems that are in tune with mother Gaia, mama Gaia. And that's, that's what we're doing here. That's what we are doing currently. Currently right. doing. I know. I just. I was just thinking. Right. I was like, "You're just. You're just. I, I love it. You're just like in the zone." It's like all my listeners know. Like that's. Wait, but that's we. That's that's the last question. We are already there. What is it? What does it look like? What are we doing? This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is what we're we doing. Are. We're being present with our families, and we are not. And we are not playing small. We are playing big right now. We are stepping into this place of playing big and jumping off that cliff and risking telling everybody everything. You know, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a feeling it will be, you know, it will be so good overall. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's enough just who we are right now is enough just me laying here breastfeeding my son that is enough you know the gift of the gift of milk is enough the gift so when when you talk about and I guess I'm just going to go into the last question of of what you know our our world is our world is honoring honoring breastfeeding our world is honoring people who give a life the life force to their children our world our world that is a healed world honors the fact that it takes a lot of energy to raise children and that we can't do it alone, and that there are systems in place that allow for free pre-K, and instead of me having $13,000 in debt for having a baby, which is unfortunately my reality, 
I would be given $13,000 for a whole year because I am honored so completely for the life-giving work that I'm doing. Uh, right, Ollie. Right. Right. Because when we because when 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 our children are able to connect to their primary caregivers from day 1 and the primary caregivers <laughs> don't have to feel like so in so much struggle around, you know, whether or not they're going to, you know, work to to provide food for their family and watch their ch child at the same time that's what I feel like it, it'll be I, I sense it it's going to change overnight 2020 we're going to get so many you know mm. women in in all these political offices we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna compost and <laughs> use the the table as as chopping wood and alchemize it and be, continue starts like really like meeting in circles again I don't want to sit at the table I'm going to create a circle right I'm going to create the the circle of 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 leadership that our world needs and 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 it won't be a struggle it won't be a struggle to to say that this is this is what is needed to support our life givers it'll be just an of course and so i really sense into that uh feeling of of by fully living our full selves by by being by fully living our truth our full truth we are able to step into the fullness of of our leadership and that leadership will transform the world and you know luckily our our old systems are composting not so not so fortunate that a lot of people are being harmed in the in the process my heart my heart goes out to to the families who are being separated literally the the, op the opposite the opposite direction of of what we should ever be doing separating families that is absolutely absurd and obscene and and a tactic to 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 destroy and separate when all we need is connection and togetherness and being with our our loved ones that's what we need all we need is love <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 do. People are smiling a lot more. And they're being able to, to share their feelings and express themselves fully without feeling afraid to do so, uh, without somebody um, feeling that they have to hide behind something else or someone you know i think a part of this issue too has been like you know we're we're not this is not about this is not anti-man or anti-anybody it's not about taking power away from uh and i want you know the men especially to to listen to this this is just about you know women and others everybody having their full voice their full voice and saying hey you know what 
this has been a great day. I've had some challenges and I want to share those with you. And that's it. So we can, we are human beings. We're going to have, we're going to have feelings. We're going to be happy. We're going to be sad. And we're just going to share what we feel. But we don't have to insult anybody. We don't, there's no more putting anybody down to raise ourselves up. We're just talking like you and I have been talking. This is what the world's going to be like, Sophia. This is, you know, what you and I are doing now is what is it, what it is. Having a normal conversation, sharing what's on our, in our hearts, concerns about the world, concerns about our family, our friends, our children, and being kind in every manner that we can be kind. And taking responsibility for our own behavior. I mean, how unique is that? <laughs> I mean, isn't that great? And that, uh, this is not a blaming game. It's not a blaming game. It's not a put down. It's not a power struggle. It's just showing up and saying, my voice matters too. And I want to share this with you. Thank you, Rosie. I have, I keep hearing it in my head. It's a song that was taught to me. It's a Confucius quote put to music. I don't know who the music is. When there is light in the soul, there is beauty in the person. When there is beauty in the person, there is harmony in the home. When there is harmony in the home, there is honor in the nation. When there is honor in the nation, there is peace in the world. Mm, yes, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful voice. Exactly. While I would like to say, oh, everything's going to be like, you know, peaches and cream and unicorns and fairies, I think that what's going to happen, in my opinion, <clears throat> is there will be a constant balance uh, or uh, search for balance in technology and nature. And like things that have to do anything within technology and anything in nature. And when I say nature, I'm also considering like ancient histories. So how to incorporate technology so that we can evolve and uh, use this, you know, use our brains and technolo technological advances to everyone's benefit um, to help us evolve instead of, you know, creating things within technology that will keep us um, small. And uh -huh. so I think that in the future, there will be really beautiful discoveries. I mean, this is like goes without saying in, in, in the world of technology. Um, and my hope is that we will be instigating right now change uh, so that people can balance okay what can we how can we incorporate our ancient knowledge with technology and yeah. i have no idea what that's going to look like because it can be anything you know like 
we could be living some, we could be doing some cool stuff. <laughs> like I think gorgeous, that, right? Um, I think that people will be also more in tune with their with their senses, so that we will have a lot more of what people call magic happening. Um, yeah. and magic is like a different understanding of consciousness, and that's what's happening now. So you'll, I think that there will be a lot of cool advances with with uh, the magical side of human existence. <laughs> yeah, I totally. love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Also, um, in my case, I think probably communication is going to be uh, like more developed. Mm. Um, and and I think it's going to be interesting because I think uh, figure, we're going to figure out probably other ways to communicate and it's going to help us to understand each other and to probably mm. don't lose so much time and so much energy and things that probably other generations had to suffer because we didn't have the correct words or we didn't able to express ourselves or uh, I don't know. I think it's 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 going to be really interesting and it's going to be really like creative uh, environment, I think. So like, I don't know. Hmm. I, I want to be there. <laughs> awesome. Where are we going? And today, again, that feeling, those, I'm like feeling those feelings, feeling this, I've been feeling this like heaviness and this little bit of tension in my womb these past few days. I just finished bleeding a few days ago and yet I've still had this like <sighs> feeling. So, um, that world where that world that we're living in, you know, I said it and I'm going to say it again. And that's, that's what it is. You know, what is Sophia? Paint a picture. We live in a world where knowing and discovering and revealing our desires, our truest desires, and knowing our needs is spaciously supported, deeply respected, and held as profoundly important and informative to the individuals and to the shared culture. And we live in a world in which the needs of others are equal to the needs of ourself. We live in a world because we understand there is a reflection and a shared truth. That which someone else truly needs or truly desires is also mine. For it to be met for them is this shared experience of, yes, of course it is equally important. where those needs and desires are met with generosity, curiosity. I said this spaciousness. I'm really feeling that right now for me, this spaciousness. What is that? It's this, you know what it is? The spaciousness around our needs and desires to me are about 
a shared understanding of us living and being alive and things changing. And so in the acknowledgement and in the embracing and in the walking of my needs and desires, we oh, here it's, it's like happening right now. This place, this world in which we live is one in which we know and trust that our needs and desires, our needs are being met and our desires are that which is being created. There's no question in them. They are merely an acknowledgement and a statement of what is coming. A need, a voiced need is a voiced experience that is about to be held and satisfied. And a voiced desire is a calling out of that which is about to be created. And that we walk in a way in which we respect that in each other. We expect that in ourselves. We respect that in the planet, in our ancestors, in the earth, in the trees, in the flowers, in the fruit, in the stones, in the minerals, in the water. Where the water's needs is simply that which she is about to have. And the water's desire is that which she is about to create. Um, I think it smells like night-blooming jasmine. Oh. <laughs> Just one of my most favorite intoxicating smells in the entire world. Um, I have a deep faith that everything is going to be okay. Um, that I, I think that in the more immediate future, there's probably a little bit of, there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some rockiness and there's definitely going to be loss because, um, you know, as a scientist, I, I do still believe in um, the laws of physics and that in order for new things to come about, something has to die. And so I think birth is always um, a result of death. It's, you know, it's funny you talked about some people need to be palliative care workers, and I believe palliative care workers are actually midwives. Mm-hmm. Um I actually happen to know a lot of people who happen to be both, which I love. Yeah. Um, and I think so. I, I think that there's going to be some challenges, but ultimately, I think we are moving into a world that will be kaleidoscopic. Um, I think we're moving into a mosaicized world. I think we're moving into a world where there's space for an interstices for love to move in ways that it's never moved before. Um, I think that um, we're moving into a love where there's a, a world, well, and a love, where mm. there's a lot more spaciousness, um, where people are free to be everything that they are and... Um, I think it's going to look completely different than 
what probably a lot of people will think about when they think of what it means to be completely who you are. Um, because I think a lot of times this idea that, you know, I can be anyone I want to be sort of comes from the past pain of I've never been able to be the fullness of who I've wanted to be. And so I think most of the release, most of the loss that I talked about before is just the loss of pain and the release of pain. Um, and I think that we're moving into a world where everyone has, will have the ability to move freely in love and from love. Um, and that everyone will have the opportunity to live into the fullness of who they are. I, I don't know that, I don't think that means that everyone will necessarily take the opportunity, um, but that at least everyone will have it. Hmm. And, um, and if they take that opportunity, which is true now, too, then they'll be transformed and be a different kind of being than they ever imagined they could be. And if they don't, they can't blame anyone else. So that's kind of what I envision for the future of this world. I see a world of choice, of people taking responsibility in a way that elevates them spiritually and elevates their personal vibration. Because as each of us elevates our vibration, we come together in the world, elevating everybody else around us. So a world where we are at choice and we take responsibility for our own vibration I see us in a world where we are open to receiving and allowing love, money, bliss, and all those things that support that elevation of our vibration. I come from a place of Tantra where we talk about the masculine and the feminine. And so really allowing ourselves to be both. So from a feminine perspective, because I am a woman, we are in such a masculine environment where there's, it's all about focus and pushing and achieving. So from my perspective, it's allowing those things to be a supportive, good piece of who we are because the masculine exists inside of women also. So taking, taking that, but also moving back to the feminine and allowing what is naturally the default behavior of the feminine, which is to receive and to allow and to create and to be in choice in both of those parts of who we are. That's what I see. Thank you, Monica. So I'm hearing two things. Um, you know, it's about doing that inner work so that it shows up in our outer world, right? And a lot of us, we I think we get a bit too busy on the outer world and we forget to take care of, of us on the inside. If we are all in a place of, of true love for ourselves, 
if we are in a place of true happiness with ourselves and we own our power and we own our strength, it will show up in the outer world. I mean, like if you are walking around and everybody's being in, being authentic to who they are and they're happy with who they are, they're at peace with who they are, I can't imagine the outer world looking any different. The problem again right now is that most of us, unfortunately, we don't have that relationship with ourselves. So it, it's a, you know, it's not going to be solved overnight, but you definitely can do something about it by just looking at yourself and work on working on really loving and honoring yourself, taking good care of yourself with the kind of love and respect that you deserve. And when you start doing that, the people around you, you know, are going to be more attracted to that because when you're radiating this beautiful, loving energy, people can't help but be attracted to it. You're going to motivate more people to then do that for themselves. And it just spread is that little ripple that you start can definitely become this, this bigger worldwide, um, save the, the universe kind of, um, tapestry that you mentioned. Mm. Awesome. Can you say in a present tense sentence, like, this is what it is, like one piece of that, everything you described is so beautiful. And so what is that as it's come to be? What's like one descriptive, this is, it is like, it is this, we are. You know, I think that's exactly it. I'm not going any further than that. It's, it's, I am, Hmm. this is, we are, I'm not adding anything else to it because it looks different from everybody, for everybody, right? When I say I am, I'm holding my power, however that looks to me. And I don't want to put a word into it that might color another person's being. So I am, we are, it is. Hmm. The first thing that's coming up for me is just the the idea of empathy. You know, I think we need to have a lot more empathy for for ourselves and for the people that we interact with and um, for other people's stories. I think you know, I think we're we're quick to judge people's experiences rather than like holding space for them and hearing them in a more empathetic way and when we bring that kind of kindness in, um, then our world looks better. Our, our relationships are better. Our sexual experiences are better when we're really thinking about not just ourselves, but, but how other people are feeling. So that's the world we're going to a world of empathy. I hope so. (laughs) You know, um, I've got something I saw years ago, and um, it's this movie called Zeitgeist Moving Forward. It's on Netflix. I mean, they, it just, to me, it's not painted any better than that. It's, they call it a resource based economy, and it's pretty much a world that utilizes, uh, utilizes resources in a way that makes sense. 
In other words, you know, not like crapping in our water supply (laughs) or, you know, uh, competing in a way that, um, you know, causes uh, these, you know, giants to rule and and all the different classes and all that kind of stuff. But just uh, in a way in which we live in a world that makes sense we'll have, uh, we'll each have opinions and we'll have differences. But what I will tell you is creativity will flow. Mm -hmm. Technology will become amazing when we don't have these limits on trying to uh, keep each other down or rule over or weaponize things. You know, we can have people, we can have a world in which people are free to totally work in alignment with what they're uh, naturally designed to do because we can have, you know, machines that do all the, you know, crappy stuff. Nobody's got to do that. And so technology will flourish in a way that protects our lands and our energy sources. Um, We'll have education that makes sense. We'll have, uh, you know, communities that that function well, and there won't be any need for uh, people to have more than they absolutely need and people to have nothing at all. So that's the world that I feel like we are moving towards and whether or not we'll see it in my lifetime, I don't know, but I do know that I'm here just as you are, Sophia, and you are, dear listener, Mm -hmm. as part of that evolutionary team. So whether or not you see it in your lifetime, trust that you have a legacy that is going to contribute to a world that functions in its highest capacity and uh, there you go. <laughs> Beautiful. So I feel like um, sometimes pain is public enemy number one in the sense that everybody suffers from pain. And pain is such a big part of like every individual's life that that future has a better understanding Mm. of ourselves and pain and having less of it Mm. and suffering less. And I think there's a relationship there that we're not doing, we're not doing it right. We're not some pain has to be so that your instincts are better honed, right? Like some amount of pain has to be appropriate for better development, not just like development, but better development. And then we're overboard, way overboard. And I think some lives have so much more pain than others that the future will have that uh, distribution better between ourselves, our communities, and the way that we have pain. You know, one of the things we talked about really quickly was just like community healing and in healing as an individual and then healing as a community. Okay, pause. I want you to keep going. Yeah. But I invite you to use like present tense, whatever you're going to tell me right now. Okay. So so it's even though we know right? it's, it's like a dreaming, but like dreaming and pulling it I in. Like this, I like that invitation. Thank okay. you. Yeah. So I just feel like if we're going to be healing ourselves and healing our communities, it's going to be with a different understanding of pain, where I think we allow other people to feel pain way more than would ever be appropriate for ourselves. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's a lot there. Excellent. Yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah. I'm going to, do you mind if I paint a little bit with this? So when you say that, what comes to mind for me and what I see is this, oh, I like feel it so much in my heart. Oh, right into my voice. Okay. (laughs) Um, this space where, um, where we understand pain and suffering individually and collectively in a way that we respond to each and every person in each and every circumstance in a way that is effective and real and real yeah and 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 that the response and the care is re- is proportionate to what's needed and not other not other whatever those other reasons are that determine how much care someone's get that that the that that the world we live in is one where what we need determines those needs being met. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things about spaces like the clinic where we're always trying to take down as many barriers as we can to like, let people just get the treatments they need. Thank you. So that is going to be when we have a full understanding of what makes us tick. And it starts right back when we teach our children the correct name for their genitals. We don't call it a winky or a boo-boo or a fluffy because you don't call that your elbow, you know, your bendy bit. You call it by its proper name. We give the kids the tools. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing this now already uh with consent you know I don't make my grandkids hug me if they don't want to hug grandma and their parents are going go hug grandma no stop right there if they don't want to hug me that is totally okay it's teaching consent in that way mm-hmm. so there's that that thread has to go through everything we have to be teaching our boys and our girls what consent looks like Everyone. and feels like yeah Everybody needs to know that. They have to have some kind of understanding. We need to be teaching in sex education about pleasure and not just don't do it because that's not been working so fucking well for us so far. So we need to teach about pleasure and orgasmic potential and, you know, and it also starts when your kids are little and they're playing with themselves, teaching them that that's actually okay, uh, but maybe you don't do it in front of grandma. Um, so it's that it's kind of because it all comes to me everything comes back to sex if we can actually honour and accept our sexuality as part of who we are that will shape the whole world because we're denying a whole part of our pleasure potential as human beings on this planet, we're denying that it even exists. And so it's become subverted and hidden and people are ashamed for wanting what they want and how how that's showing up for them. And so it becomes this dark, hidden kind of secret of things, which pervades all other aspects of life. So it's owning that, owning our sexuality, honouring women for the givers of life that they are. When that happens, oh, 
I can hear the angels singing now. You know, if we could actually honour women for the amazing uh, gifts that they bring to the planet, then we might start actually honouring the planet and the gift she gives us every day. Mm-hmm. That's that's my thread of my reality that I would like to weave into this world on a daily basis. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to name, because that was so powerful, I just want to name anyone else who is listening who doesn't identify as woman and yet is bringing life into the world because, you know, because that's there and we're that's an evolution that we're in right now to expand what that is. How do we celebrate woman, womanness, femininity, and also break beyond the binary? You know, that's possible and we're finding a way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm still very speaking much in the heteronormative and I apologize for that because that's kind of what I grew up with. But I see so much more fluidity now. Uh, and, you know, I think I'm not glorifying womanhood above manhood. I absolutely adore men. And I think we need to be elevating both of us because the patriarchal system is not serving any of us at the moment. And I'm not saying that we need to move to a matriarchal society. I see a a society where we're both finally, finally equal. Yeah. I believe part of that is by allowing us to heal this notion of, of, um, of separateness, like into a place of, of the weaving. I think so many people carry that and weaving that, that in this notion of, of both, even the notion of both, right. Coming into a place of non-binary coming into a place that is more dynamic and more nuanced that makes space for all of the creative, all of the miracle, right? Like the miracle of birth beyond binary, like that, yeah. that, that's, that's the, that's the thread I hear from you. And, and yeah. that's the thread I'm, I'm grateful for. Where I would like us to go and where I hope we are going, um, those that are aligned and aware and conscious is a place where we create new structures that support, new cultural structures that support women in our transitions through life. Um, Since our culture right now doesn't support it in the way that's, you know, we talked about earlier, only if you're privileged and even then maybe not. um, Let's, let's create new structures of support um, and access to support Um, And let's do that by continuing to share our celebrations with each other of things at work. Mm. Let's continue to talk to one another and be honest about our experiences as women through these things. Let's tell the stories that aren't happy, like, you know, skipping through the flowers stories about our experiences so that other women feel safe and heard. And um, that allows conversations to start and hopefully structures to begin. So, yeah. Beautiful. I just truly, I truly, truly believe in evolution. I'll do it right now. Ask my own question. Sophia, 
help us weave reality. What does it look like? What do you see? So I offer you, I offer you this. I'm, I'm older. I'm an elder. The wise blood lives inside me. I'm walking with children along a beach. And as I walk with them, we're telling stories. Pressing my feet into the sand. The sand is clean. Breathing breaths with my lungs. The air is clean. The children run in and out of the ocean. I walk into the ocean. We stand water lapping over our ankles, cool, training back. The water is clean, salty, alive. And they begin to ask me questions. And one of them's older. There's like, I want to say, they're like 13 14 and they're looking at me and saying I can't believe you lived in a world where the earth was so poisoned did that really happen because the life that they live in and the world that they live in is so well cared for they can't even imagine a world that could be anything other Blessings and gratitude, Satnam. Thank you. Thank you for being with me. Diversity, inclusion, um, celebrating our differences, but knowing that we're all really the same. To me, that's what I feel is like so fundamental to what needs to happen or what I see happening, right? I'm seeing it happen that though we may make different choices in how we live our lives and who we live our lives with and what we do with our life, that because we are human and here to be present on this earth and to honor it that we must honor each other and our each, each other's selves. And may that division melt away so that we can unify from any part of the world. Yeah. That's what we're here for. I'm in, I'm, I'm going that way. well in my beautiful future i see all people on this planet as having body sovereignty and sovereignty over their own bodies um to make the best decisions 
for them without having that governed by people who have no business uh, getting meddling with those bodies. So for me personally, um, it's a world where we're raising empowered daughters and conscious sons. It's a world where kids grow up knowing and understanding their bodies, especially, you know, the girls growing up and understanding their cycles, having the knowledge to be able to prevent unintended pregnancy without having to rely on hormones, um, to create the kind of life that you know, we dream about the kinds of relationships, you know, having that lifestyle, the relationships, um, you know, just situating your life in a way like, like creating the vision of your life, and then being able to put that into action. And, you know, if you have babies too soon, it can make that harder, um, you know, that type of thing. And so what I really just want to do is, is to empower people to really take the reins of their life and create what they want their life to look like. And, um, you know, and I know that that goes like so far beyond like the whole conversation about sex, but really it starts there because, you know, our bodies are our temple and, you know, we grew up in this messed up world where, you know, I mean, look at all the people who are talking about, you know, the Me Too movements and this kind of stuff. It's like, you know, kids are being abused and, you know, women are being, you know, taken advantage of, you know, sexually, you know, sexually harassed, assaulted, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's really like, I feel like, you know, by empowering moms to have these conversations, like we can shift the way that our society views women and having these conversations with both the girls and the boys is really where it starts. And, um, you know, and then the whole STD conversation, that's just part of that. It's just a piece of that overall education, that overall conversation. And I would really love to see this as an ongoing conversation that starts in childhood that goes, you know, for the rest of our lives, because sex is great. It's, it's a part of who we are. And, you know, as a culture, we are just, we're just like in knots over it. We can't talk about it. You know, it's like, we're got all this sick and twisted stuff happening in our society. And, you know, I really just want to see us come out the other side and, you know, have true equality between the sexes, the genders, you know, for everyone to be inclusive, you know, for all gender, you know, however it manifests for you, you know, kind of thing. And, um, you know, it's like, we're all one, we're all one. We are just people we're here to love and, you know, so let's be healthy and whole while we do it. (laughs) Yes, please. I'm in. Yes. (laughs) Let's be healthy and whole while we do it. Beautiful. I love that you said the glow, uh, you know, a new earth vision. And as you were saying that, um, I mean, I, I hold lots of vision for a, a unity in uniqueness, like bringing all of our uniquenesses together in unity. Um, it's not about homogeneity. It's about unifying while honoring the sacredness of the uniqueness of each of us. So from kind of a meta perspective, that's 
that's the vision that I have of this divine union that that celebrates the uniqueness of all beings, but the unification of each of us as we are all one breath. But as you were speaking, what came through for me was was interesting. Um, the first thing that I saw in my mind's eye as you were talking about that was the big red gash in the uh, United States that was um, on the map during the November 2016 election. And, and it is right down the middle of the United States, this, this country that, um, you know, ostensibly had as an underlying premise, unity out of diversity. And, and as I looked into the vision, the big red gash, which has the Mississippi River pretty much down the middle of it, felt very vaginal to me. And at the same time, it is the heartland of North America. So so that image came. And it feels like there is some incredible potency in diving into that root chakra, that vaginal opening of the people and the places and the land and the uh, and the, the, that gash, that big red gash down the center of the United States, down the center of Turtle Island to see what's in there that could be cleared and released and transmuted and birthed. And then at the same time as that was showing itself to me, I was also presenced to the work of this woman who's been doing racial justice work for many years. And her name escapes me right now. But um, she's a white woman who's been doing racial justice for probably the last 30 or so years. And one of the things that she brings and presences for people is our United States centric mapping that we have in our minds. And she actually lays out the global map and shows when you show people the map of the whole world, it is the United States is actually small compared to Africa and Asia and other parts of the world. And so the invitation in moving us forward is seeing the, the map in its true perspective in terms of letting go, particularly in the United States, of this, we are the biggest, we are the best, we are holier than now, we have the answer uh, kind of mindset and attitude. And then the final level for me is like looking at the earth from the moon where, or from space, where there's no freaking lines that say this is, you know, Boston and this is New Hampshire and this is Hawaii and this is Africa. There's no lines that that distinguish uh, one country from another. It's just one beautiful, amazing, magnificent living entity of creation. Yeah, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. 
So this is um, this is from becoming. <laughs> what is essential that I remain me or that people agree with the person I show them? Can it be both? Where do I go when nobody gets it? Into the forest, thorough, though thorough it neglected. What could be done when I'm more than expected? How do I teach you my language? When no one before me expressed it, using the same words is all I have. Signaling back to the home I invented, what I have witnessed is people too busy with sin of their own to go without. Incident giving no credit to life on my planet keeps us at a distance. Shying away is a violence equivalent. Social anxiety warns that we're failing our mission, conditions. Always a culprit of people who live in the shadow of power delivered by external systems. Aren't you sickened? Then why continue to lie in a bed that you didn't make giving restrictions to everything that you have ever loved limiting skill and the incoming visions of children? It's wicked, convincing. Conditioning will have you stand and stare while I pour out my heart and you're not even blinking. People are crying it alone and then smile when everyone's drinking. Nature is here and it's nurturing all of the wounds we're bleeding from. Go to the limit of where thought is imminent, pushing beyond if you want to get anything done. Of substantial quality, your comfort zones are poisoning. I will not sit on bridges to greatness. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. That's basically like, well, there are two, there are two things, right? There's, there's that, which is like the description of where we are and how we can keep moving forward in an authentic way. And then there's songs like Love is at the Core that that talks about the place that we're going to because it's all such a process. So it's not it's it's always both and it's always one large thing and then it's always pieces pieces broken up into milestones or markers or phases in our lives. And I feel like I feel like the the most common phase that people are in is that they're starting to realize that their feelings and emotions matter and play a part in the experience of their individual lives. I feel like the next, the second most common part is that people are expressing themselves and saying how they feel and doing the best they can and coming up against resistance and sort of questioning whether or not they should have opened up in the first place. And then I feel like the third most common place are those people who who understand that the spiritual realm is very much here, very, very much, like just fully in existence always. And that we, in doing our best in like the four agreements, like being impeccable with our word and like all all of those types of things, in doing things like that, we are, it's almost like, like pulling a rope and in pulling this rope closer and closer to us. It's like if there were a rope around a new planet and we're on, all of us are just pulling it closer and closer and closer to us to finally, finally to the point where it's, you know, its own gravitational pull or this new gravitational pull. And it, it as itself as a planet are close enough to us that we can, we can move to that new place, you know, but I think that the, the, one of the major one of the important things to remember is that, it, you know, we can't expect ourselves to jump from hating ourselves and not ever expressing ourselves to just this new place. Like we have to go through the steps and going through the steps can be really scary and feel vulnerable. And, you know, cause we've, we've been taught that it matters what people think about us, but ultimately 
it matters most what we think about ourselves. There's a bit of an assumption here. The assumption is that do you believe in a world like world peace or the new earth or a new paradigm? Do you believe that like a healed planet or like an evolved next step of humanity is possible? That's like it's like kind of a the, the rest of the, the rest of the question is an assumption that the answer is yes, but I guess <laughs> <laughs> um not all at the same time. Not all at the same time. Okay. And and the reason is because Evolution, as I know it, is a response to adversity. Mm-hmm. So the reason I say not all at the same time is because I think some of us are living the new earth right now. Right. And yeah. some of us are not. And and part of that, you know, largely is depends on your perception, because what you what you expect to see is what you see, um, because that's how vision works. Right. right. So. um <laughs> So, so the reason I say not all at the same time, though, is because we all are in different spaces of our evolutionary journey, whatever that, however we define that for ourselves. But I also believe that adversity, because the only reason it's uncomfortable is because we judge it. And if, if there were no judgment around discomfort, then adversity would be an advantage because that it that's exactly what it is. So even like right now where people are really all up in arms and every five minutes people are complaining about the American president and something that he did, I believe that he is exactly what we needed. And he's an accidental savior. And let me tell you, I didn't vote for him. So, <laughs> but mm. the reason I say that is because there are conversations that are being had that would never have been had. These, a lot of the issues that are bubbling to the surface, sexual harassment and abuse and assault has been a problem for a, for as long as I know. Yeah. You know, racism has been a problem for as long as I know. You know, women's being oppressed and the patriarchy has been a problem <sighs> for, these are not new things. No. But now finally it took someone who can't, string a sentence without putting his foot in his mouth. It took someone like that to come to the podium to make, to ignite a conversation and a shift that we could not have had with in the absence of this adversity. So, so, so I, I think that it's possible, but not all at the same time. And because if it happens all at the same time, will it will mean that there's nothing else left to do. Okay. Excellent answer. So I, this we can work with. I love it. And I, and I also basically agree with you. So that's handy too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, uh, okay. So one of my favorite quotes is if we don't know where you're going, if you don't know where you're headed, you'll end up where you're going. Mm. And, um, one of the things that, uh, has been, I've been reminded of recently is that uh, a lot of people don't even know what a healed space would look like. They can't even imagine what what an evolved what it would feel like to feel safe in their own skin, or um, or or what stories, what myths we would tell each other if it wasn't um, about 
tolerating the patriarchy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. what is this next place? And so my question is, can you share, can you, can you drop in and weave something, some, an element, a feeling, a sense, an image, a story, a knowing of that, um, like where we're headed, where do we want to go? What is that? So that new, so we, so we have language, you and I have language of this, this notion of the new earth. So my question is, what's an image or a story of the lived and trustworthy and possible new earth? What does that look like or sound like or taste like? I think like, I'd like to, to, to pull it into what a conversation would look like. Okay. Because, because I think that, you know, our, even no matter on, on a, on the biggest scale, life is of relationships. Right. So mm. I think in, in an evolved space where, where, where two people, two or more people can come to the table and arrive from the space of wholeness mm. as a, as opposed to the, from the space of woundedness, because what we see now is maybe one person comes to the table whole right. and the other person comes to the table in need of repair. Right. But if we can, if we can acknowledge mm -hmm. and feel everything, then even if there is pain, their pain can be whole. That's right. Whereas now we operate from the, if it hurts, there's a wound. And that means that there is a deficit. Uh-huh. But if we can get to the space where we feel all of our stuff, we stay in the room and we arrive to the table, even if it is, I'm, you know, even if, even if it's, you know what, Sophia, right now I'm in a lot of pain, even if that's where I come to the table from, I'm in a lot of pain, but I acknowledge my part. I accept that there is nothing for you to do. I'm sharing with you because this is about you, but I'm not asking you to do anything because this trigger belongs to me. Mm -hmm. That means that I came, even in my pain, I came whole and I'm not asking for you to fill me up. I'm not asking for you to make it better. I'm not asking for you to do anything except for be in the room with me. And if we can get to the place where we function like that, it will not, it won't take away the fact that we disagree because disagreement is an adversity that creates evolution. So it's, if we can disagree, but we can disagree without weapons, whether the weapon be a gun or a knife or a tongue, right? We can come without weapons and we can have a conversation as a, as opposed to creating a war, because sometimes every war started off as a conversation right. <laughs> <laughs> or the shutdown and refusal right. of one. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, it started off with verbal language, That's whatever right. it is not, it not healthy verbal language, right. but even if yes. we are going, if we can come to the table whole, mm. then that means we can disagree from a place of wholeness. That means we can love from a place of wholeness. That means we can attract from a place of wholeness because when you are whole, what you attract looks very different. You don't attract deficits unless you have a deficit that you are choosing. But if you, if you show up from a place of wholeness and it, it, it shows up even in our, in our lives, in the world we live in right now, like even romantically, 
Mm-hmm. The relationships that I've attracted, romantic and otherwise, the relationships that I've attracted from my not enoughness are the ones that have the most tethers and they're the most painful. But when I when I attract from the place of my wholeness, even if the relationship has to be terminated, there is no there are no tethers. I don't need to hold on to that. I don't need to keep replaying the story. So if we so I think that the new earth doesn't look like this, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful sanctuary where everything is clean and neat and there is no there are no disagreements and we just all kumbaya together. That sounds great and everything, except for nothing grows in the light. We go to sleep to grow and heal, right? So that means that there has to be some shadow and that's okay. But even in the shadow work, we could, if we can do that from a place of wholeness, mm-hmm. then that will be our peace because peace doesn't have to look like the absence of adversity. Excellent. I never thought, I never thought about that before. Thanks. <laughs> Never thought about it before. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're weaving it. It's good. Thank you so much. I love that. Yes. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, what I hear is that, you know, the new earth, that place where we're going is where we sit, where we all gather and we start, we all start from a place of wholeness. Yes. And, you know, like the it's not glorious. enough stories, the not enoughness is what has created all Woo! of this. Yeah. All of it. I mean, that's the reason that we struggle in relationships. If I come, you know, if I came to this conversation already feeling like I'm not good enough to have this conversation with you, it would have gone very differently. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it's that, you know, but if, if we, if we, if we grow our children with the knowing, if, if we never, if we never require them to forget that they're enough. Mm. Because that's our requirement as it stands right now. We require them. And if you if you don't accept it, I'm a I'm a literally beat it out of you with my tongue. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then other people will also because they're they're doing the same thing. So when you come together, you get to commiserate over your not enoughness with your girlfriends. Cause a lot of our relationship are, are bonded. We are bonded over those things. So, but but if we don't require our children to to forget that they are enough already then there is no, wholeness is the only thing there is. Right. Because that's, that's what it is. As Stacy, can I make a request of you? Please. As you move forward with these contemplations, I invite you to bring the language like all the way into like as we, when we. Mm, yeah, you know, yes, like shifting yes. all the way, like join me. <laughs> yeah, you know, yes. as as we allow our children, as we give up our need to have them ever, Absolutely. ever participate. I receive that. Thank yes, you. I that yes, because it's glorious. I mean, everything what you're saying is like it is. It's I mean, it's glorious, and I I see it in the in the um, in like my nephew. Like I see I see these spaces where this being is being held and told regularly and reinforced in the stories of enoughness. And, and it's just the beginning and that's where we're going. All of us. Absolutely. Yeah. I recently, one last caveat, cause it, it, it adds to this. I recently overheard, I was um, across the street from a school and they were having like sports day and the principal was on the loudspeaker and the, you know, the kids are doing activities and, Everyone's cheering and the principal's cheering them on. And there was this one student who did not throw well. 
and I heard the principal say, who taught you how to, how to throw? Mm. Who, who taught you how to throw? And your Mrs. Whatever the teacher's name is, is going to be disappointed. And she chuckled. And I heard that and I wanted to die. Yeah, right. I was like, you probably just fucked that kid up. Right. Yeah. Because I, I know I'm, I wasn't good at sports day. I like, I'm thankfully I'm really great at losing because <laughs> I'm really, I'm a great loser. Absolutely. I, I'm a great loser. So like certain things, like I'm not good at bowling, but I love to bowl. I am, I don't, you know, sometimes I get lucky and, 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 and accidentally win. That's great. But if I don't, if I'm the last person and I never get a strike, I'm so cool with that, you know, but when part of it is I, I know where I shine, that's not the area. That's not my expertise. I'm not great at that, but I can still enjoy that. But the only reason that a lot of people have such a hard time is because of the language that we give to someone when they do something that doesn't look how someone else does it. Mm-hmm. So like she re- literally affirmed, you know, if that kid already thought like, I'm not a great thrower, she right. affirmed the not enoughness. Yeah. Where the truth is, we're not all meant to be, to excel at the same right. things, you know, but, and, and you're in, and you're on this loudspeaker, like she's had a mic in her hand. Mm. So it's that that kind of stuff and i'm sure she, i'm not i know she did not intend to do that right she probably thought it was a joke right except for we often mask our tenderness behind laughter mm-hmm. so but if we can arrive to this as we <laughs> as we arrive to the space of affirming our children and affirming ourselves yes. because so much of what, you know, you can tell a child you're amazing, you're amazing. But every time they hear you look in the mirror and say like, oh my God, my mm-hmm. thighs are so fat. You are now, you're mm-hmm. dismantling the belief because, well, if you feel like that about you, then I'm supposed to feel like that about me. So as we, as we move forward and love ourselves from our wholeness and without the expectation that wholeness means perfection, mm. they're not the same thing. Um, you know, but as we allow ourselves to, to accept the duality and that duality is part of our wholeness because of growth, hello, <laughs> like, you know, so, so as we continue to do that, I think that we will see a shift in the way everyone arrives at the table. Because if you're in the room when you get there. Right. <laughs> it's different. Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. And, and, and I think that our breath is probably our best, our best asset. Mm. You know, like when, when you're not feeling enough, whatever the story is that's driving that, Breathe on purpose. It's very diff. It's very difficult to say fucked up shit about yourself when you're breathing. Yeah, like it's it's almost impossible. Actually, you can't. Like the <laughs> you can't. And and you know and 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 if that doesn't work, um, blow bubbles. Right. You, you can't blow bubbles with a frown on your face. It's impossible. <laughs> you cannot do it. Like it is impossible to blow bru- bubbles and be frowning at the same time. Like your face does not allow it. So bubbles automatically lighten you up. I keep a bottle of bubbles on my bedside table. Like seriously. <laughs> Tools. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you need some physical tools, you know, like breath is great, but sometimes it's not enough. Like sometimes you got to take yourself out of it and bubbles, bubbles are cheap. <laughs> you can make them at home. And, um, and, and you can't be, you cannot frown if you're blowing bubbles. It's impossible. So before we close entirely, I want you to take a breath and speak out loud, if you can, whisper to yourself, full voice, breath, or in your mind. Tell me, what are you weaving? Name it. It is, it is, I am grateful. It is, it is, I am grateful. It is, it is, I am grateful. I want to take this moment to say the names, these wisdom weavers, in the order that you heard them today. Thank you. Aaron of many names. Naya Lee. Nadine Artemis, Brittany Palacastro, Janita D'Azuza, Alicia Patterson, Stasha, the period coach, Sierra Sullivan, Sama Morningstar, Portia Richardson, Amy Jo Goddard, Lisa Love, Adrian Arrow Phillips, Rosie Aiello, Mariella Marie, from the Positive Force Team, Javier Coy from the Positive Force Team, Hillary Booker, Monica Sawyer, Jackie Latran, Lee Montavon, Anastasia Nitri, Sarah Lefkowich, Caitlin Grace, Carolyn Grace Ashurst, Julie Kazmariu, Amanda Lard, Robin Lacrosse, Emerald Peaceful Green Forest, Alexandra Love, Stacy Herrera, and you, dear beloved, you. Peace, peace. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com.
I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about vagina talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.